Welcome to the Parent Coach Podcast, where family problems are simplified. I'm your host, Brant Noe. I'm a licensed clinical social worker that has specialized working with children and families throughout my career. The intent of this podcast is to help you simplify the challenges you're facing at home, build your self-awareness and insight, offer you advice, ideas, and teach you skills to develop healthy and effective relationships with your children so that you can have hope for their future and the confidence that you can deal with all the challenges that come with growing up. Hey, welcome back to the podcast today. I'm Brant, and today I have a treat for you. I am here with my nine-year-old daughter, Adeline. Uh, we were talking the other day as a family, and she says, Dad, I think I have a problem that I'd like you to help me solve, and we could do it on your podcast, because maybe it might help other kids. And I said, that's great. So today, my daughter is going to join us, and we are going to um, go through her problem. My hope is, is that maybe this can possibly be a model for you on how to talk to your kids. But the thing that I think is the coolest and what this whole program or what my class is designed for is really to build this type of relationship. Because it's not so much that my daughter coming in the podcast is the example. She just happens to be a very big personality and does not mind doing stuff like this. However, the piece that I want to acknowledge takes a lot of courage and takes the relationship is that she's coming to me with a problem. And, and looking for advice on how to solve that problem. And so today, we're going to sit down and, and I'll model for what this conversation might sound like. Uh, I haven't decided yet whether or not I'm going to give pointers throughout. Um, I'm going to first start and just try to listen and be here and be present with her. So welcome, Adeline. Hi, Dad. How are you doing today? Good. Are you excited? Yes. This is going to be fun, huh? Uh-huh. I'm excited to do this with you. This is a new experience for both of us. So um, so today we're here because you said, Hey dad, I have this problem I really want to solve. And so I would love to hear more about the problem that you'd like my help solving. Mm -hmm. So I have a friend at school and let's just call her like Sally or something. I like, like that. it. Um, so we were playing this family game and one of my other friends, I'll just call her, hmm. Susie? Yes, Susie. And so I was the mom, and Susie was in, and and Sally was kind of like, um. So since I, it's kind of hard, but so I was the mom, mm -hmm. and she was more into the aunt than me, and it kind of hurt my feelings. And then she kind of said like. Hey, how about we have uh, Susan be the mom? And I, it kind of hurt my feelings. Okay, so let me get this straight. So you're playing a game with Sally and Susie. Susie is the supposed to be the aunt, and Sally's your daughter. Okay. Okay. And so you're all trying to play together, but what hurts your feelings is that Sally really wanted to play with Susie more, and then even wanted to give Susie your role mm -hmm. as being mom. I'm really sorry about that. What was that like? Uh, it um, really hurt my feelings because me and Sally usually, we actually have been playing a lot better than we usually are because we usually get like mad at each other, but we've been playing better. And now I kind of, I can now feel like we're back to that statement where we're not like, like we're going to go back to getting in a lot of fights. Okay. Well, let's let's go back then, because maybe that's part of what the the challenge is. Tell me what do you think it is that? Tell me about some of the fights that you and Sally have had. So, um, one 
I forget some of them, but one is Sally got out um some paper in the library, and then when it was time to clean up, she said that I got it out, and then she wanted me to put it away when she was the one that got it out. And there's a rule that says if you get something out, you have to put it back away. Okay. So you and Sally were playing together in the library. Mm-hmm. And Sally took out some paper, and then she, instead of asking for your help, she blamed it on you. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then and what, is, what does a fight look like between you and Sally? So usually um, she's like, she starts it, and then I say, no, you got it out, and then she keeps going, and then I say, how about I help you, and then we just keep going and going and going and going, and it just... Like when you, so what does the fight look like? Do you guys say mean things to each other? Do you just talk mean to one another? Do you hit each other? We don't hit each other. We don't really say mean things. We're just talking in like a stern way. I always try to stay cool. That way it doesn't go really haywire. Yeah. But usually she gets really mad. And then I was doing nothing wrong except just saying that you were the one that got it out and I could help you put it away. Mm -hmm. And then she just won't talk to me. Okay. So it sounds like what really... Let me see if I get this right. So it sounds like the part that really hurts your feelings is that when there's confrontation between you and Sally, eventually Sally just kind of stops and then walks away from you. Mm-hmm. And how does that make you feel? It kind of hurts my feelings because I really like playing with her. Yeah. But what does that mean it hurts your feelings? Like, I kind of feel like I'm a bad friend a little bit. Okay. So why is it you like playing with Sally so much? What is it about Sally that you like? Well, we actually have a couple things in common. We both, well, Sally stopped because she couldn't move up uh, in ballet. We both did the same ballet studio. Okay. We both like dancing and singing, and mm-hmm. we both like playing and learning new things on the bars. Okay. So you guys have a lot of stuff in common. Mm-hmm. So when you guys are dancing and playing on the bars, do you guys ever get in fights there? No. No. But do you guys then get in fights when you're not on the bars or dancing? Yeah, and sometimes, like, when we were playing this game called Get Off My Lawn, mm-hmm. and I invited a girl, you can just call her Lucy. Okay. And um, she just walked away, and she never even told me that she didn't like her. Okay. So it's ho- she doesn't communicate that saying, hey, I don't really like this girl. Okay. So I don't know who and who not to yeah. invite. Okay. So when you and Sally are doing things that you both enjoy in common, it sounds like you guys get along really well. Mm-hmm. But when you and Sally try to do things that you don't have in common, it seems like there always ends up being a problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you think, so you've said a lot that you think you do a really good job of trying to listen and be present with Sally and, mm-hmm. and take care of her feelings. Do you think, how do you think, how do you think Sally would say if I asked her, do you think, Ale, do you think Adeline does a good job of taking care of your feelings? Maybe sometimes yes, and sometimes no. Okay. Like it always, like, every time it like switches every now yeah. and then, it like goes back and forth. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I think the challenge really is, is that 
is is developmentally you guys are doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing you're trying to figure out what it means to be friends and how do you negotiate friendships especially because the little bit i know about sally i know that she's another big personality just like you like when you guys were in your performance together you both had very bright stage presence and so it was it was neat to see the two of you and i can see why you guys would be friends but i could also see how sometimes it's hard to make space for each of your personalities. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wonder how much of this is actually just basic learning of how do I negotiate my friendships? Because it sounds like Sally is getting her feelings hurt too, whether you are intending to or not. And it doesn't mean that Sally sometimes doesn't take that too far, like with the paper in the library stuff. But let me ask you this. Do you ever take it too far? Maybe every night. I appreciate the honesty. Well done. And I think that's the point is that you, you're, you guys are trying to learn how to be friends. And so the best thing that you can do in that moment, I think, is just to start there is to say, hey, Sally, I recognize that sometimes we don't get along and, and sometimes you get mad at me or I get mad at you because that happens, right? Mm-hmm. You guys get mad at each other because sometimes you just get really annoyed with Sally and sometimes Sally really gets annoyed with you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, because you guys are in third grade, you're learning now who gets to be kind of who's in charge of the activity. And when Sally doesn't get her way, she gets mad. When you don't get your way, you sometimes get going to get mad. And so you're trying to negotiate who's in charge. And so what you could do is you could sit with her beforehand and say, hey, like I was saying earlier, sometimes I get mad at you and sometimes you get mad at me but I really enjoy being your friend. I think we have a lot of fun together. So what would be good is if we learn how to deal with these moments where if I think I'm hurting your feelings because you're walking away from me, because I'll tell you, sweetheart, there are times when I know I do something that hurts your feelings and your typical thing, which is why I'm actually so impressed that you're talking to me about these things. I mean, we've been working on this for a while is, is, my hope is that when you get mad at me, that when you're done being like overwhelmed by emotion, that you come and say, hey, dad, I'm really mad at you for this. And then you tell me what the problem is. So this is where I think you and Sally actually have a lot in common. Because A, you're both sensitive kids, and that's great. Because it means you care about other people's feelings. You really don't want to hurt Sally's feelings. And I don't think Sally actually wants to hurt your feelings. But the problem is, is once our feelings get hurt, if we then retreat and walk away, then we don't learn how to actually solve the problem with our friends, which means that you and Sally, instead of building a really good friendship, then you can't build a really good friendship because you don't sit in the difficult parts long enough, and then you wait a week until you guys aren't mad at each other, and then you try it again. But actually what you're doing is you're creating a relationship that's not going to stand the test of time. So here's the thing, and I explained this last week in my podcast, is... <clears throat> is you found you found the basics that connect you and Sally, mm-hmm. right? Dance and what else? Dance, bars, oh, and bars. singing. Dance, bars, and singing. So you guys are performers, which I 100% agree with that. So dance, bars, and singing. You guys have found the things that connect you. And this is the hardest part for most people, is that what people don't understand is that in order to strengthen that connection, you actually have to learn how to sit in the hard conversations. You have to learn how to sit in other people's frustration. 
So if Sally's mad at you, you have to sit in that frustration with her and realize that she's frustrated with you and, and hopefully you two commit to working through it. Just as when you're mad at Sally, you can hopefully she can learn to sit in it with you because as you two learn to sit in it together, I mean, this is an example of like your mom and I. Your mom and I, your mom doesn't always agree with me and I don't always agree with your mom. <laughs> We're two very different people. But what we've learned to do is that when we get mad at each other, we sit in that frustration. I mean, I get to go, I tend to get more frustrated than your mom does about life. I, I'm, I'm more neurotic than she is. Um, and, and so once I get through the over, like the wave of emotions that hit me, then I will go back and I'll sit with it. And, and your mom and I will sit in it together. And that's what builds our connection. That's really what love is. You and Sally like each other because you have things in common. But if you really want to build that friendship into being really good friends, then you have to learn how to sit in the difficulties. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. What do you think would be hard for you in terms of sitting in the difficulties with Sally? Um, hmm. I actually don't really know. Well, let me ask you this. What do you think makes it hard when you're frustrated at me because I've done something stupid because I'm your dad and I do dumb things all the time? What do you think makes it hard for you to tell me that you're frustrated with me? Uh, maybe sometimes, like, after, like, oh, it's kind of hard. So after you, like, kind of yell and stuff, okay. like a couple days later, when I have emotion, it's kind of, I feel like we don't have trust. Like, our trust is going away instead of building bigger. Mm -hmm. So that then I feel like I just don't feel comfortable with it. Okay. That's fine. So what could dad do in that moment to build that trust back or to let you know that you're standing on solid ground? Because I get that. So I yell and, and that makes you worry. It sounds like, and you tell me if I'm wrong, it makes you worry. It sounds like the, the foundation of trust that we've been building through over your life gets a little shaky mm -hmm. and you're not sure if you can stand on that. You're not sure if you can stand up tall on that foundation of trust that we built, right? Yeah. Okay. And so you're worried that the ground is crumbling beneath you. And so it's easier to kind of like go off to the side than to come and talk to me. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is, I, I, I love this point you're making and, and sweetheart, you're doing a great job in here. Um, I know this is a little challenging for you because not only are you having a tough conversation with me, but you're doing it where other people are going to listen to it. So well done you. Um, this is exactly the moment I'm talking about is that if you really want to build a good connection with someone, it's actually in the moments when the ground is rumbling. That's the moment you stand up and you say, I'm going to be okay. And we're going to be okay. Because when the ground rumbles, um, it's just kind of like an earthquake. Things don't always fall apart. Sometimes they do. I've had plenty of relationships in my life where I thought the relationship was stronger than it was, and the ground rumbled. And I said, this isn't the relationship I thought it would be. But a lot of times it's your level of commitment to the relationship. And that's what I did with your mom. I've committed to your mom for better or for worse, till death do us part. That means every time the ground rumbles, once the rumbling stops, I know I've got to, my job is to stand up strong. And this is what I work with you and your brother on, right? Mm -hmm. Is that what, when I, when I ask you, when I say, 
Adeline, what's the problem? What am I asking you for? Um, what I'm doing? Yeah. And so what happens is when you can stand up and learn how to take responsibility for what you're doing and say, I'm doing this to make the situation worse, then what you're going to be able to do is that's going to build your strength in who you are so you can stand up when the ground's rumbling. And then you have to decide, how much do I want to commit to this relationship? And you might meet some kids in life where you're like, yeah, I don't really want to have a relationship. There were some boys in your class when the ground rumbles. You're like, yeah, I'm done talking to these boys, right? Mm -hmm. And there's some girls too, I'm sure. But when the relationship's meaningful and you really want to invest in it, what you're learning to do is you're learning to stand up tall in the relationship. And it's not a belief in them. It's a belief in you. I'm going to be okay because I'm, I'm strong. I'm confident that I'm going to be okay. And then you commit to that relationship, just like you and your brother. You love your brother very much, don't you? Okay. And so when you and your brother are fighting and things aren't going well, and I come in and I say, what's the problem? How comfortable are you saying, here's what I'm doing to make it worse? Uh, sometimes I kind of, it's basically if I like, know. so sometimes I kind of know and I'm still a little, um, uncomfortable, but I think. But you do it, don't you? Yeah, that yeah. way we can try to figure out why we're fighting. And sometimes when I don't know, I feel like really, really, really uncomfortable. Yeah. So when you don't know, it's more uncomfortable. And I think that's the hard part with Sally right? Is when you, when you're trying to figure out what the problem was with Sally and she just walks away and doesn't tell you, that makes you more uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Does that make, does that sound right? Yeah. Because if Sally were to look at you and say, Adeline, I really don't like, um, I don't know another girl's name that we could use. I really don't like Samantha. Samantha? <laughs> I really don't like Samantha. And then you would go, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know that, wouldn't you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or even like, ah, uh, Lucy. Yeah, I don't like Lucy. And you'd go, oh, okay, I didn't know that, because you really didn't know. And this is why it's important when we, when I ask you what the problem is, and you, I'm, by teaching you how to say, here's what I'm doing to make it worse, it, it's teaching you to become aware of the impact you have on others. And it really allows you to differentiate between between when you know what the problem is and when you don't know what the problem is. And so when you don't know what the problem is, it creates a lot of worry. So when dad gets mad and yells, if you don't know why dad's yelling or understand why dad's yelling, that probably makes you really uncomfortable, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. But if you know why dad's mad, then it's not so bad. Mm -hmm. This is good to know. So now what we're going to do, what you and I can continue to work on is, how do you stand up tall in those moments when you don't know and say, and this is why I, this is why I teach you. And I think it's the best way is to say, what did I do to make that situation worse? And sometimes there's nothing. Sometimes it used to be that dad would come home from a bad day at work because dad's work can sometimes be stressful mm -hmm. and dad would come home and your brother would have his, all of his tools in the garage out on the floor and I can't pull in the parking spot and, you know, the dog's barking at me for some reason because I don't like dogs barking at me. And and I just walk in and I'm just not where I should be. So sometimes I sometimes I get mad just because I'm I'm in a bad mood. But then sometimes I get mad because you make mistakes, right? Mm -hmm. Okay.
And so as you learn to ask the question, hmm, I wonder if I did anything to make it worse. Then the best part is you get to go up just like you do with your brother and say, hey, I made this. Here's what I did to make this worse. And then what happens generally in your guys' interactions when you guys acknowledge what you each did to make the relationship worse? Um, It kind of starts to, like, let's say it was like a pole that's bended into a bunch of bumps. It yeah. starts to straighten out a little bit. I love that analogy. That's a great analogy. So the if the, the bar starts to break it out and then everything's straight again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the same process that I want you to use with your friend Alan. Is to go up and say, hey. And you can even say, you don't have to say, oh my God, I did this wrong. You can go up and say, oh, Sally, I'm not sure if I did anything wrong, but are you okay? Because you're acknowledging, hey, I don't know. Because if you do that, because what happens, because often when we're talking with your brother, he doesn't know what he does to make the situation worse. And so what do I have him do? Um, You have him ask me what he did. Yeah. And then do you notice what happens now when you're telling him what he's done wrong? Does he get mad about it? No. No. He then listens and then acknowledges, oh, yeah, I did that wrong. Because before what would happen, what happens to a lot of people, this is what happens to a lot of people, is a parent will walk in and they'll have their two kids fighting and they'll say to their kids, what's the problem? And one kid will go, well, they're doing this to me. And the other kid will go, no, they're doing this wrong. And so instead of actually trying to solve the problem, they start fighting back and forth with each other. By getting you to say, hey, here's what I did to make this worse. And your brother to say, here's what I did to make this worse or even if he doesn't know asking, you guys are getting that hard part out of the way, the emotional part out of the way, so that you can solve the problem. And so what's happening, it sounds like with Sally, is that you guys aren't, you guys are still figuring this out, and it's okay, you're in third grade, you're doing a great job, is the emotional part of the interaction is the thing that hurts you. But then you're not actually solving the problem, because the problem is actually, how do you guys negotiate your friendship? When you're not doing things that you both are like, when one of you has to be in charge, like who cho- who chooses who's the mom and who's the daughter and who's the aunt? Well, Sally usually chooses because I know that sometimes if she doesn't get, like I don't want her to get really, really, really mad where she has to like yell because people, even kids in my class have been sent down to the principal's office for like yeah. really bad reasons yeah. and I don't want her to go down. Yeah. So I kind of just let her choose and it's fun being, it's actually fun being the mom. Mm-hmm. So it's, so she usually just like chooses. Okay. So you let your friend Sally choose who's in charge because you don't want her to get upset. Mm-hmm. Well, the problem is you're giving away all your power. Because the truth is you guys should negotiate it. One person shouldn't always be in charge, but we should negotiate our friendships and our relationships. Because you have needs too. You have emotional needs too, just like in your relationship with me. It's not just what matters to daddy. That's not what's important. Because I want to know what matters to you. And I want you to know what matters to me because that's how you work as a team. And that's what I want you and your friend Sally to be, is a good team. Because you both, you guys, I think, when things are going well, you two lift each other up. Like things get better between the two. Like you guys both perform better when you're doing well. But the same thing is true then when things aren't going well 
things might get worse. And so what you've got to do throughout this process is you've got to be okay standing up, especially when you're worried about the floor shaking. And you've got to be able to stand up and say, well, let's talk about this. Because it's okay if you don't want to be the mom or if you want to choose a different game. And part of it is the negotiation of, of how do we figure out what to do and how do we have an equal say in it? Because if there's one person who's always the leader and you don't like the way they're leading, that means you're either putting yourself in a really bad situation or you're investing time in a friendship that probably you're not going to be very good friends. And this is probably the best quote I've ever heard. It's from a guy named Dr. Jordan Peterson. And he says, surround yourself with people who want what's best for you. And so this must be true is that not just that we surround ourselves with people who want what's best for us, but that we also should be, we should be surrounding people who we want what's best for them. It's kind of an interim of the golden rules. Treat others as you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. So is, does Sally always treat you the way you want to be treated? No, not some, sometimes yes. And sometimes yeah. no. And so what I would love for you to do is I'd love for you to follow up with her when we get back to school and have a conversation and just say that. How do we work on our relationship? Because sometimes I don't think you treat me very well. And she might say, sometimes I don't think you treat me really well. And then you figure out, okay, well, then what is it I do? Then you ask her the question like your brother has to ask you, what do I do that makes you not feel treated well? And she'll tell you. And hopefully she's not telling you to be mean, but she's telling you to teach you how to be better. And then you can ask, then you can tell her what she's doing to treat you not well. This is how you solve relational difficulties. But Alan, you're in third grade and you're learning the stuff now is amazing. And I'm super impressed with you because this is, these are the complications. But most of the time, these conflicts don't sort themselves out really easily. Ten things tend to get worse. And you brought this problem to me right now. And this problem's probably about like at a two. And so this right now is totally solvable. And I think you and Sally can have a really good relationship, but you have to feel comfortable standing when the ground rumbles, standing up big and tall and saying, I'm going to be okay. Because even if Sally one day says, I'm not going to be your friend, are there other girls in class that you could be friends with? Yeah, but sometimes they kind of, um, they, when I was like needing to tighten my shoe, because it felt like it was going to fall off, mm-hmm. they just walked off, and then they just didn't come back. So I had to ch- keep chasing her, and every time I got tired or I needed to tie to my shoes, I couldn't find her, because I had nobody else to look for. So it sounds like the thing you're most worried about, that that if you don't, if you make it where Sally gets mad at you, that her and the other girls are just going to run away from you. Mm-hmm. I'm really sorry, sweetheart. That must be really frustrating. Mm-hmm. Do you worry about that often? Yeah, and luckily there's one girl. She hasn't been here in a while, and she doesn't really know about this game, but I might, we actually might not, or I might not play it. Yeah. Um, I have her, because she also, actually two people and they've been encouraging me to do like tricks on the bars like I can now stand on top of them and balance well done I can hang upside down without any arms I can go up on the highest bar that doesn't have a lot of areas to grab onto which 
scares me because I don't. Dude, I want to see that trick next time I'm at school. Okay. Be getting. Yeah. It's not like fully balancing. It's okay. For a while, that's, but I can pretty. Good. That's a lot of growth, lady. That's a lot of growth this year you've done on getting your, good at your bars. But it sounds like the thing that really worries you now. And you tell me if I'm wrong. It's okay. But it sounds like the thing that really worries you is that you're worried that if you that if you stand up and you say, here's what I want or here's what I need, that the girls that you're playing with are just going to run away from you. Mm-hmm. And they're going to they're gonna abandon you. How often do you worry about that? Um, not a lot. A lot. Like, half, so if there's a bar, half of it would be not, so that would be, like, every now and then, mm-hmm. and then another half would be, like... Do you think those day? Do you think those days are the hardest days you have with Sally? Yeah. So when so when things get really bad with Sally, when you guys aren't getting along, or you're feeling like you have to do what she wants to do, you do it because you don't want her to run away from you. Mm-hmm. That makes sense, spirit. I'm really sorry. I think this is the challenge of being a kid: is that school just seems like such a big world, but it's actually really small because. Mm-hmm. Just in this country alone, there are 330 million people. It's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, it's the same thing I tell your brother is that, especially in his class, there's just not, there's not kids who, he just hasn't found his kids yet. And I think you're a nice kid. You got a lot of energy. You got a lot of good things going. Mm-hmm. But there's also a chance that maybe some of these girls aren't, aren't your people. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. We'll find your people. One of the things I might say is this, and one on this is, is that a really good friend, and this is, and I'll, I'll equate it to your mom, when the ground rumbles in our relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Mom and I don't see eye to eye on something. I know without a shadow of a doubt that your mom wants me to stand up big and tall, and I want your mom to stand up big and tall. I don't want your mom to... To get low, I don't want, and mom doesn't want me to get low. We want us to stand up tall and say what we need to say because that's how we get better. Just like I, when when the ground rumbles between you and I, I want you to stand up and to say, "Dad, here's I don't like what you're doing, and and it's okay. I'm never going to get mad at you for telling me when I do something that's not kind to you. I'm just like I'll tell you when you do something not kind to me. Um, But I want you to learn to stand up tall. And a really good friend, sweetheart, at the end of the day. A good, good friend is going to be one who wants you to stand up tall and to say, I'm going to be okay. But I think if you can have that conversation ahead of time and you and Sally negotiate on on what your relationship's going to look like without other people there, then, then I think it might be easier for you two to have a good relationship and one where you don't get overly worried that if you do something wrong, your friends are just going to run away and leave you. Because Adeline, at the end of the day, people who do that, they're not worth the investment. They're not worth the time because then you're always going to be worried that they're going to run away if you say no. If you tell them, I don't want to do this thing. If you don't agree with them. Okay? Mm-hmm. Do you think you can try that? Yeah. We'll have a follow-up conversation when you get back. I'm sure everyone who listens is going to want to know how did it turn out? And so we will we'll do that together.
Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I hope this helps people. So just a couple comments that I can make while before we end up is A is what I generally say is the problem is not always the problem. So the initial problem of struggling when things don't go right is and the initial problem when things aren't going well and them not getting along is a problem, but it's not the main problem. The main problem at the end of the day from for Adeline is that she has this innate sense of worry that if she does something wrong, people are going to run away from her. And what will happen over time is that if she allows that fear to grow and stay true is that she will always be responsive to people. And so when people say, do this, she'll do it because she doesn't want to lose that relationship. And that's not going to be teaching her strength at the end. So we'll work on teaching her that strength that she's okay and to stand tall when the ground shakes because the truth is in all relationships, the ground often rumbles. I have a, I would say, a good relationship with my wife. And there are plenty of moments where the ground rumbles beneath our feet. And just like Adeline told you, when I get mad, the ground rumbles between our, below our feet. And so we're going to work, continue to work on building building that confidence to come and say, hey, here's what the problem is. And so because it's hard. It's hard for a kid to come to their parent and say, hey, you've messed up and here's what you did. And so you got to keep encouraging and challenging them to to do just that because at the end of the day, that's going to be the type of adult they become. And I want Adeline to be, so I want both of my kids to be, to be strong. I want you to be able to help your kids to stand up and be strong and to be able to tell you, I had this, I think I've told the story once, but I had this client one time and, and the, the mom and the, the son was kind of always talked back to the mom and, and she says, I'm sure you're not going to want your kids to talk back to you. And I replied to her, I am going to want them to. I just want them to do it respectfully um, because that's relationships. Relationships are give and take, whether you're a parent or you're talking to a friend or you have a loved one, a spouse, a parent. It's, it's the challenge of relationships is how do you encourage communication so that when things go wrong, um, when there are problems, which there are problems in every relationships, you know how to have the type of conversation that can, that can get the relationship back on track as quickly as possible. Because what's happening with my daughter and her friend is that the moment one of them get their feelings hurt, they run away from one another. And they don't know how to have these difficult conversations, which is fine. They're in third grade. But if that continued over a long period of time, this little problem that's tiny right now could become a massive problem, not in just her, in terms of her friendships with, with other girls, but even in terms of her future relationships with boys. And I don't want her to be the type of girl who's worried about um, her boyfriend leaving her. I want her to realize that even if he were to, She's going to be okay. Uh, and I really do think the best answer for that is to, to learn how to recognize when we fall short uh, and to, to learn how to have conversations, difficult conversations, when things aren't going well. So I really appreciate Adeline for coming on the podcast today. I hope this is helpful for you all, and we'll talk to you later on. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. I hope you realize that even thinking how your relationship with your child could be better is an important step in the process. 
If you'd like more information on building a strong relationship with your child, go to theparentingcoach.com to learn more. Please subscribe to the podcast or visit Brant the Parenting Coach on Instagram and Facebook. Have a great day.